Hey, yo, 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 yo. Sit down. Stop what you're doing. Pay attention and get yourself together. We're going to be talking about some things that needs to be talked about. So I'm going to tell you again. Sit down. Put your feet up. Get your drink together because we need to talk. We need to talk seriously. Now listening to the All Things Black podcast with your host, Mr. Black Ovation. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And thank you guys for tuning in. You are listening to another episode of the All Things Black podcast, and I will be your host for the remainder of this broadcast. And I want to thank you guys again. So listen, uh, real quick. Uh, I'm actually at a thousand plays. I like that. That's, that's something to be celebrated. I, I do love that. And that comes as a result of you guys listening to the shows, whether you agree with those shows or not, you did um, allow yourself the time to listen to my shows and some of you actually presented some very um, opportunistic feedback, and I do love that. And I thank you very much. So right out of the gate, I want to ask you guys to um, subscribe to my show. Listen, like, share, leave a comment. I'm on all platforms. We're talking about Apple Podcasts. We're talking about Anchor. We're talking about Spotify. We're talking about Overcast. We're talking about Radio Public. Right. So those are the platforms that you can find me on. And I would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it if you guys would step in and say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and support this gentleman for what he's doing. And that would help me to generate more good content to be able to deliver to you guys so that you guys can participate. And, you know, listen to what I have to offer. And hopefully it's something of value that you guys can take with you, um, you know, wherever you go. Uh, so again, I definitely want to thank you. And remember, subscribe, like, share, follow, and leave a comment. You know, comments, um, I really want to be able to see those comments, you know, come in because it helps me, right? It, it, it allows me to go back and tweak the show, how the show needs to be tweaked. As a matter of fact, I hope you guys like the intro. To me, the intro, I like it. Uh, you know, <laughs> every time I hear it come on, I kind of get me a little ditty bop in my chair. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I, I thought I, I needed to switch it up just a little, little bit, you know, to give it a little bit more energy and a little bit more life. So that's what my intent was. And I hope, hopefully I delivered that. So uh, another bit of information really quick, my thoughts and prayers are out to the people in uh, Texas and uh, I have family out there. And right now they're dealing with a incredible um, freeze and uh, ice, uh, inclement, inclement weather, basically. And some of my family members down there, along with a lot of other people, are without power. This has been the second day for them without power. And it makes for an incredibly trying time. Some people have even tried to um, get water from 
their plumbing or their faucets and the water lines are completely froze. You know, I've seen all kind of crazy stuff that has actually happened uh, in just these, you know, pa- past two days uh, with the residents of, of Texas. And uh, it's an incredible sight to bear witness to. But uh, so again, my thoughts and prayers out to the people in Texas. And I hope that they are able to get their power on pretty soon, really quickly here, so that they won't have to be um, so open to that cold air. You know, right now we're talking about coronaviruses out there. We're talking about people getting sick. There's elderly that need that power in order to stay warm. So hopefully people have, you know, done their due diligence and acquired some type of, you know, uh, equipment, generators, um, blankets, you know, um, weather, weather warm blankets. I think it's the, the reflective type that, uh, that you can pick up from like the emergency equipment stores and maybe like just a hardware store or something like that to pick those guys up. Uh, you know, that way you can, you know, put those guys over you to retain some heat from your own body. But anyway, again, um, I pray that those uh, people in Texas um, are well and are, you know, in a position to survive the next couple of days in the event that they are not able to get the power on. All right. So into my show. Okay. So as you guys notice the title, the title of the show is called The Black Bread Co. What is the Black Bread Co.? The Black Bread Co. is basically the Black Bread Company. It is a company that is recently opened by three amazing young men uh, who happen to be black. And uh, those gentlemen were our lifetime friends. They're best friends. And uh, they reside in Chicago. Actually, to be more exact, they reside in Flossmore, uh, Illinois but they were raised on the South side of Chicago. And I thought what was so interesting about this story was that these guys got together and they decided to pull their resources to do what was in my opinion, something incredible. Um, now don't get me wrong. A lot of us, um, open up our own businesses or we resellers or something like that. And I celebrate all of that. Anytime a black person opens up some type of business or is able to flourish um, in a way that uh, a lot of us have not been able to have that opportunity or just have not found our particular way uh, in that way. Uh, I celebrate it nonetheless. But what was so interesting to me about this story was the fact that these guys opened up a bread company. Nonetheless, that is dope. That is absolutely incredibly dope. A bread company, of all things, a bread company. Um, the names of these gentlemen uh, are Charles Ale- Charles Alexander, Mark Edmund, and Jamal Lewis. And like I said, they were all best friends from the south side of Chicago. And they opened up the first black-owned and operated sliced bread company. Now, again, these guys went to the root of a problem. They went to the root of a problem and came up with the solution. One of the things that drew my attention to it, to it so heavily was 
the fact that my mind recalled the words of a lot of our greats, which a lot of people are not talking about, even though this is Black History Month, which is incredible to me. It's like most of us have selective memory when it comes to Black History Month, or we're only um, still following the dictates and the mandates of the institutions that only want us to um, celebrate the ones that they approve. Message. Right, which is why a lot of the information is regurgitated just about every year. You know, we celebrate Martin Luther King. We celebrate Harriet Tubman. We celebrate, you know, Rosa Parks, so on and so forth. Uh, but it's incredible, incredible to me that we have such a rich history uh, and so many great pioneers and so many black people that have contributed to the onward march of the, you know, uh, uh, black America and some even the greater diaspora uh, that we don't talk about these people. So with that being said, I'm talking about specifically the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Honorable Marcus Garvey. These three figures should heavily be talked about uh, amongst our children, whether or not you agree with their theology, ideology or not, it doesn't make a difference because the reason I speak about them is because of the impact that they made on black America, black society and society at large, specifically American history, which that is a part of American history. It's the, it, you, you listen, listen, you can't write out people because you disagree with what they say. I would say examine what it is that they talked about. Come to your own conclusion about it. Right. And then move on. But just don't take the words of somebody that doesn't approve of what their messaging is because of some little. We never know what the mechanics is behind why certain members of our community is approved and others are not. And I take issue with that. I think that's a problem. But anyway, getting on. So what these three figures have in common is, is that they were inspired. And I would say for some divinely inspired to um, get black people to a place where we can visually see that we can do things for ourselves. The Honorable Marcus Garvey uh, would, would say a lot to black people, uh, the phrase, up you mighty nation, you can accomplish what you will. In other words, come on, man. Come on, black man. Come on, black woman. Let's examine our gifts, talents, skills, and let's pool our resources to get up and to do the things that are necessary for us to be able to do for ourselves. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad repeatedly told us to accept our own and do for ourselves. What does that mean? Accept who you are naturally, accept who you are from your God-given uh, a standpoint, right? Accept that. Accept who you are as a black man and stop trying to put on the coloring of somebody else. Stop trying to put on that mindset from somebody else. Accept your own. There's nothing wrong with accepting your own. And, and, the, and the Honorable Elijah, Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan says the same thing. 
accept your own and be yourself, right? Uh, they also said do for self. One of the things that I, that I find problematic amongst us as, as, as a people is that we have shied away from the skills that are necessary for nation building. What does that mean? Basically, a lot of us don't want to do the heavy lifting, right? We want to be able to manage somebody else and we don't want to do the necessary work to get us to a position where we need to go. In other words, we don't, we don't, we no longer want to till the ground to produce fruits and vegetables, you know, for ourselves. Some are doing it, but it's on a, it's not on the largest scale that it should be, right? So farming, you know, tilling the ground, uh, how many, how many of us have, t- have taken on the trades, you know, of, of becoming a shoe cobbler, right? Or because, listen, I mean, because listen, we spend a lot of money on shoes. We spend tons of money on shoes, right? The black economy has within its possession at 1.3, I believe it is, 1.3, 1.7 trillion dollar spending economy of which that money only circles, it doesn't even circulate in our community. It only stays within our community uh, from the time we get it to the time it's spent only up to about six hours. Six hours. After that, the money is in the hands of somebody else that is outside of our community that is benefiting off of our sweat, blood, and, and labor to benefit and enrich themselves. We've been going at this for so long that it's like it is, it's become so habit forming that we can't see outside of the specific outside of a specific circle that has ensnared us. Right. We can't see that spending the dollars that are necessary. And let me add this really quick. It's something to think about. How many of us have ever thought about that as black people, when we spend money outside of our community, we are literally funding institutionalized racism and white supremacy. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. If we are not circulating the dollars within our community and we're spending money outside of our community, we are literally funding the same institutions that we are trying to get justice from and wonder why we can't get justice. Wonder why we can't get justice. And I'm saying these things for us to be able to, 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 you know, to think. Why can't we get justice? Why can't I find a job? Why can't I find the necessary resources in my community that will make my community sound? Could it be possibly that we are still continuing to allow other communities to come in and siphon off our dollars, not to put anything back into our community? Could it be that we are locked in a mindset that only um, enables us to spend those dollars with everybody else except our own people? And that's why this, this, this article that I read, I actually saw it on, on, uh, on social media, Facebook, uh, uh, to be specific. Um, when I saw the article, I said they went to the root of a problem. They weren't reselling. 
they literally manufacture and produce their own goods, bakery goods, right? Slice it up in a factory, bag it with their own branding and sell it. And one of the reasons this is so phenomenal to me is because think about the implications of it. Producing, manufacturing, and making. So if you go to if you go to the root of it, then that means you could potentially get to a point of distribution throughout the country, which means then you can employ your own people. You, you, you follow what I'm saying? So it's not enough to be a reseller. It, it, we have to go to the root of the problem, and that is to produce, make, and manufacture our own goods. Who in the community is a cobbler that is making their own shoes? Not reselling them, making your own shoes. There's, there's a couple that I know of. One I'm gonna one I'm gonna mention right away, which is um, a uh, a um, um, company called Abana. You can look them up, Abana Shoes or Abana.com. Um, and they sell sneakers. They sell they sell they sell tennis shoes, and the shoes look nice, and the shoes are a fraction of the cost of what we pay. For the big brand brand names and companies like a like a, you know, I'm not going to mention the names, but for the brick brand, brand companies. I mean, you can literally get a nice looking pair of shoes, man, for about maybe 30 bucks. With the design on it and the shoes have meaning behind it, which reflects us and our culture. Abanashoes.com. Two sisters. I believe they're based in North Carolina. I could be wrong on that one, but I don't have the. I don't have the information right in front of me, but I do know that they exist. So what would happen if we begin to patronize that sister, those sisters? What, what would happen? They get to a point where they're successful enough where they can then begin to hire other people. See, food, clothing, and shelter are the essentials of life, not the luxury item. And our priorities are kind of switched to the point where we want the luxury items and not the essentials. I've literally seen people that are driving around in luxury vehicles, but their homes are all dilapidated or they're living in crappy apartments wearing three, $400 Nikes, right? And don't have enough food to eat or adequate food to eat in their refrigerator. So it's a mindset, it's a mind switch. So I was really excited when I heard about this story with the three young brothers coming together and pooling their resources, the Black Bread Company, okay? It, it Listen, blew me away. I loved it. Like I say, they went to the root of a problem, which I totally, totally love. Listen, um, it's almost as if the pandemic, we saw the pandemic. Some of us see the pandemic in a very negative light. But what the, what the pandemic and the time that we are given should have instilled in us or should have brought us to the point where, we, where we're thinking about 
certain things that we never were able to think about before. Education, right? Business, finances, learning how to mate properly, relationships. When you're given time, the, the best gratitude for that time is to utilize the time wisely. And I think what these brothers did now, they could have, this could have been in the planning a long time ago, but I believe what these brothers did with that time was to really utilize that time. And you said, you know what? This is the best time to do it. Let's show our people that we can really accomplish something if we would just unite. And again, uniting basically, basically means uniting based, you know, despite what your philosophical difference might be, ideological differences might be, your political affiliation, it doesn't matter. We have a common thread that runs among us, that runs among us. And it is the, our blackness and our unique experience here in the Americas. That should alone bring us to the point of wanting to unify with us, with us and with our people. That alone. But anyway, getting on. So, you know, the pandemic, the Black Bread Company, there's been other people sitting down talking about going into business. I myself has actually, you know, went into business uh, with selling some clothing, which I'll tell you guys about um, a little later. Right? But to me, they set a blueprint for a lot of people because, again, they went to the root of an issue. Make, manufacture, and produce your own goods. Distribute your own goods. Thereby, you can actually begin to employ your people so your people won't have to beg to be given some something to do or some type of employment. We wouldn't have to do that. A lot of us wouldn't even have to go to, to education, to, to, to colleges, to be able to manage other people's affairs. We'll be able to do that on our own. Think about the, think about the amounts of people that have literally gone to college for managerial degrees or something like that and has not been able to utilize that degree in the respective field that they went and got educated in. It's terrible. It is totally terrible. But the black bread company, again, getting back, trying to get, trying to bring it back. The black bread company to me is a really big blueprint. Um, think about the young people that are looking at this saying to themselves, okay, let me go to the root of the problem. Like I say, the dressmakers, the, the cobblers, the, the, the farmers, you know, the food manufacturers, you understand? It's a big thing. And to get back on the subject of black history, if you go and you research the NOI.com, NOI.org, basically, and look up the history of the Nation of Islam. I know a lot of people have problems with what they, what some, what the, what they preach, what they teach. And they try to be dismissive and saying, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to accept this over here because, you know, this is a, this is a, 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 a breaking point for me because I don't agree with that. Fine. There's a lot of stuff that we don't agree with in this, in, in this world that we live in, in a society that we live in, but we tolerate it and we move forward. 
And some of us act as though what we disagree with, with we don't, it doesn't affect us at all. So how come we can't do that same thing and have that same expression when it comes to, you know, an organization like the Nation of Islam? Why, why can't we do that same thing? Okay. Um, but the Black Bread Company, uh, check it out, man, and go to NOI.org and research what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Nation of Islam was actually able to accomplish during that time frame because they had created an economy in the nation, food, clothing, and shelter, housing complexes, right? It wasn't just a, you know, just a, the, there's always a spiritual base, you know, which leads to mental, um, which leads to, a, a, you know, a, you know, cleaning up yourself mentally and physically. But out of that comes something really more tangible, which is what they ended up creating. Food, clothing, and shelters, jobs, opportunities, manufacturing, shoes, dresses, you know, clothes, um, making your own food, goods and services, and spent the money within themselves. This is what we got to get. This is what we got to get to. This is what we have to do. And I respect those three brothers, again, for going to the root of a problem and being able to show us a blueprint of, of something that we can uh, literally do. Welcome to the Black Bread Company's official online store. We've centered our efforts toward providing you with the freshest quality and premium sliced bread. We hope you join us in using our powers collectively to encourage creativity and ensure generational progression to sustained marginalized communities. This can be read on the opening page of their website. And to me is very inviting and encouraging. And with that, I hope you guys visit their website. If you're in that particular area in Flossmore, Illinois, and you know of that, of that company, patronize them, patronize them. It makes a world of a difference when you have your own people supporting you, not in foolishness, but in something that will be able to generate generational wealth and prosperity amongst your own people. Message. You got to be able to do it. This has been the All Things Black podcast, and I've been your host for, the, for this podcast. And I want to thank you guys for listening paying attention and please 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 look for the all things black podcast on apple podcast spotify radio public anchor overcast leave a comment share follow and like thank you for your time and attention and may your day be well